the week before Labor Day, I was notified that my role was going to be eliminated. Essentially, my role was moving to New York. And I did have an opportunity to move to New York, but that really wasn't an option for me because of, you know, my family is rooted here. Say that the last time I was laid off from an organization, I would, I would spend hours in front of the computer the next day applying for jobs, right? Going to interviews, putting my name in the hat for equal opportunities. This time was a completely different experience because when you told me the investment, I was like, oh no, I couldn't pour that into myself, right? Yeah. Like, and so I went downstairs, I remember having a conversation with my husband and he was like, oh, okay. Well, and he never really gave me an answer. <laughs> but a few weeks later, he comes and tells me, oh, I reached out to Christy and I'm gonna be working with Christy. And I said, wait, what? As a black woman, me thinking that I could even raise my hand to ask for help, that's not something that we do. This was, I, I, I felt like I was resolved and this is what it's supposed to be as a working mother, as a mother to young children. One of my favorite quotes is, don't ask God to direct your path if you're not willing to move your feet, right? So sometimes if you're not willing to move your feet, as gentlemanly as God is, he will close the door because he has something greater for you. I had about 60 days of notice before my role was going to stop and I would then go on severance. Before that 60 days was up, my then manager asked me if I wanted to work on a project um, with one of our partners, internal partners within the organization. That then would allow me to remain on payroll. So I never came off payroll. Welcome everyone to Watch She's Winning. I'm your host, Christy Rutherford. And today I have the distinct pleasure of talking to and getting insight from Tiffany Cunningham Gigger. Tiffany is the Human Resources Director for Warner Brothers Discovery Sports, which includes Bleacher Report, Corner Sports, Sports, and Regional Sports Networks, guided by three tenets of leadership, authenticity, agility, and impact. She delivers sound HR consultative support and builds credibility with leaders and partners alike to provide practical solution-based guidance to address business challenges, unemployment-related matters, and implement HR programs and initiatives. Also in this role, she serves as the People Advisory Council Leadership Team, an internal umbrella organization focused on making a positive impact on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging within WBD Sports. Prior to pursuing a career in HR, she was a paralegal in both boutique and international law firms. Okay, Tiffany, you. <laughs> Tiffany received her bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan in, in Ann Arbor and attended law school at the University of Georgia. She holds a professional in human resources certification from the HR Certification Institute and is also a SHRM uh, certified professional. She's a member of the Sherm Atlanta and National Chapters. Tiffany resides in Atlanta with her three heartbeats, her husband, Myron, and daughters, Alexandra and Adriana. Is it Adriana? That's right. Okay, right. One of her favorite quotes that captures her essence is, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel by Dr. Maya Angela. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you, Christy. Glad to be here. Woo. So, 
You look beautiful and shiny today. Thank you, you too. Thank you, girl. All right, so <laughs> tell us, Tiffany, what was going on when you decided to reach out to us over here at Vision Finder International? I've been waiting to, I've been waiting to interview you since before you got started, like the day we talked. I was like, things great. <laughs> We're going to clean you up. It's going to be great. But what was going on with you? Yeah, so I think um, I reached out back in 2021, and at that time, I had been um, denied two promotions, and uh, I had a one-year-old and an almost three-year-old, and honestly, I felt like I was just beating my head up a brick against a brick wall um, as it relates to my professional career, um, and then as a mom, trying to juggle that with being a wife as well as working. I felt like there was no time left for me. And internally, I was crumbling while on the outside, no one could see anything. Um, I was always smiling, doing what I needed to do, what I was expected to do, right? Those societal norms. So I was, I was really um, just coming unwound internally. And um, I needed to find someone, I was looking for someone to help me get to that next level in my career. I didn't know I was gonna stumble upon you. Um, that helped me, you know, really deal with me and get my thoughts in alignment um, with what they needed to be. So um, yeah, that's, that's where I was. I was in a really, really tough place and I felt like I was just spiraling downward to be quite honest. So that was, when was that? That was in 2021. Yeah, and um, in 2021, I think that's when um, my husband actually worked with you for a little bit, right? If you recall. So, so let's so let's talk about that because because yeah. the story is hysterical. So you reached out, yes, and then but you didn't but you didn't take action. I didn't. You know why? It's because when you told me the investment, I was like, oh, no, I couldn't pour that into myself, right? Yeah. Like, and so I went downstairs. I remember having a conversation with my husband, and he was like, oh, okay. Well, and he never really gave me an answer. But a few weeks later, he comes and tells me, oh, I reached out to Christy, and I'm going to be working with Christy. And I said, wait, what? So that just goes to show where I was, right? I was not trying to pour into myself, better myself, because it wasn't something that I felt like I could do. I felt like I needed permission to do that. Um, whereas my husband was like, I'm I'm a do it. So it was it was really interesting how that happened. So let's unpack that, right? Because guys crack it up. Um so it's like what happens with women. When, when it's any money, it don't matter how much it is, Tiffany. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be like our high value program. I'd be like, you know, this program used to be five hundred dollars. I tell you, I like to tell y'all that all the time. But women thought it was too high then, so I used to think it was about us. But then I learned it's like, no, it's women don't think you you would uh, spend that money on your kid. Does that make sense? On yes. one of your quarters, hands down. Yep. And, and moms feel so guilty. And you say you were depleted, mm-hmm. burned out, crumbling on the inside, and nobody knew. So you know all these things are going on. And then when it comes to like investing yourself to clean that up, you'd be like, I ain't got that. Yep. Yep. I, I felt the need to ask for permission to save myself. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. 
And and then your husband said, oh, okay. okay. And I don't even know how he got on our phone, or got on my phone, right? He's the only man that we let in that three-day event, right? That was a couple of years ago. So so what what was that, <laughs> what, what was that conversation like when he said, I'm working with Christy? How did you feel about yourself and how did you feel about what he said? I felt one, I was glad that he was doing it because I knew working with you was going to help him. So I was like, great, glad you're doing it. But then I thought, well, why didn't I do it? You know what I mean? Why did I feel the need to get buy-in to, to save myself, right? Or to, to get help. Um, and that was really, really the eye-opening moment for me because the next time the opportunity came around, I think I did a, a master class with you one Saturday morning um and finally i said i'm i'm gonna do it and i didn't walk downstairs i went ahead and pulled the trigger and finally told him i'm gonna do it and not to say that he wasn't supportive the first time around because he absolutely was but i think it was more so myself just looking for him to co-sign that this was okay not not saying that my voice was alone enough and knowing where i was because he didn't even really know to be quite honest um, it's just for, you know, the lack of time that we have to really have these in-depth conversations with both trying to manage careers, a household and running after two girls, um, young girls. So yeah, we just didn't have the time, but he, he was very supportive when I told him I finally pulled the trigger and I was ready. I was, I think I was in a point where I was ready. So everything happened for a reason in the time that it did. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I think about some women who they really need permission and they go to their husbands and then they be like, my husband said no. I'd be like, but you know you're going to die, right? You know, that's mm -hmm. pretty much. What What are your other options and what are you going to do besides suffer? So you just say, I'm not going to do it. Or you let them talk you out of it. But but Byron wasn't, um, he wasn't supportive. He just went to do him. Right. Yeah. He was, he wasn't, he was supportive of me, of course, yeah. doing it, yeah. but I went back to mom mode. Right. Yeah. And thinking, what else could I do with that investment? Yeah. You know, I could do this, I can do that. And it was for everyone else. Mm -hmm. So he was supportive, but it, it came back to me ultimately feeling as if there's no way I could spend that on myself. Yeah. The first time around and the second time around, I didn't even bother asking the question because so much time, a year had gone by, nothing had changed. I continued to feel like there's, you know, not no hope, but little hope for things to change and that this is just how it's supposed to be as a working mother. Yeah. Um, and I said, this, this can't be it. This can't be it. So, so. So I remember when Myron was like, yeah, you're, um, my wife is actually who, who introduced us. I, I, of course, I don't know the whole story, the background. And so I was like, all right. But then when he, when we were doing the three day, you were in the background, right? Like you were here hustling. <laughs> yeah. You, you got promoted. He got promoted and you got two promotions, right? Yeah. So the interesting part about it is, um, my job, it was a lateral move, but I remember you saying, ask for, you know, three things at, when you ask for something, ask for three things, right? Um, and so I was aligned to one client group and my manager said, hey, 
we'd like to align you to a different client group. And so I said, okay, well, I'm glad to do that, but I know this client group is a little more demanding. Um, the work is more project-based. So where's the extra money, right? So I asked, I said, hey, can we talk about my salary getting up to X, Y, and Z? So I had a number planned in mind. Um, and I also said, what about resources? Is there a coordinator or someone that can help? Um, so I knew what I wanted to ask for, and I was ready for that conversation based on just the ear hustle alone. And my salary increased nicely from a lateral move, just from supporting one client group to another, keeping the same title. So, uh, great. So yes. then, so let's fast forward. A year later, we get on the phone again. Right. You was, you said nothing had changed. You was woke out. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I remember going off on you. Yeah. Um, but what, <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> hey, Chris Rutherford here. Forbes has reported that there's going to be a 40% increase worldwide in the number of millionaires by 2023. Is that you or are you going to continue to talk about there's no money in the market? There is plenty of money out here. You just have to figure out how to get it from your jobs and into your pocket. So I want to invite you to get my free case study how to use the superpower method to ask for and get a 30% raise in the next 90 days without getting another degree. Look, stop getting all these degrees. Go ahead and get this case study at changenowwithchristy.com. It's at no cost. Use the information, get the money that you deserve, and live the life that you desire. Take care. You going off on me? Yeah. Um, It was what I needed to hear, right? Because honestly, as a black woman, me thinking that I could even raise my hand to ask for help. Um, that's not something that we do, right? Um, this was, I, I, I felt like I was resolved in this is what it's supposed to be as a working mother, as a mother to young children. Um, and I have an amazing um, tribe of strong women in my family. Um, one of them has young had young kids at one point, but she didn't work. So she stayed at home. So she could talk to me about the, the young kids piece, but she couldn't really balance that with the demands of my job. So I really felt like I had no one to, to really talk to. Um, and I, I needed to make a decision. I needed to do something for me because I was pouring so much into my family. And I felt as if I don't have like a, a pause button when it comes to my girls. It doesn't matter how tired I am. I do 100% every time, even to where my husband's like, you don't really have to do that. You just, you just have to outshine. You have to do this. But I just think, you know, they're they're little. They didn't ask to be here. And probably some of that has to do with my childhood, right? I just, but I just want to make sure that they have what they need. And so I do go a little above and beyond. Um, but all that to say, I had also applied for another promotion. And I didn't get that promotion. And even though I'm a firm believer that it, what's for me is for me, um, it stung a little bit. And that's where I was when we reconnected again in 2022. And I, I had to pull the trigger. But what you told me when I talked to you, you said, and you'll have to share this, but you said, um, I was one puff away from crazy. 
And the analogy you use was that cigarette butt that hangs out of, you know, that one uncle's mouth that always smoking that one cigarette. Right. And it's just one puff away from just being gone, but they holding on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'll say you like that cigarette hanging out the corner of your Uncle Larry mouth. I got to tell him here, bye. Yeah, yeah. I be hanging on the corner. It's one puff, baby. You had one puff. It was over. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even fight you on it. I I didn't go back and forth. I didn't say, you know, this is not me. This is not where I am. No, this that was where I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was true. You, you, like you were on your way out of here, and Mm -hmm. but it took you being turned down from the job to like be like, but I didn't get that raise though. That's right. That's right. So what, because you knew you were tired, right? You yeah, just, yeah. So what was it like, you know, I would say in the first couple of weeks when you started to look at how you created this for yourself? Like yeah. what was that self-discovery like? What are two things that you learned about yourself? Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you to, to, to give advice to women who were like right there. So what I learned was that I was creating the I created the reality that I had, right? And by all accounts, if you look outside, I have nothing to complain about, right? I have a healthy, loving family. Um, You know, I have a career that I enjoy um, and I have an amazing husband that is supportive. So by all accounts, I have no reason to complain. And that was my, that was where I was before starting. But as I started to go through the process, what I saw was is that it was my limited thinking as it relates to my career um, that kept me back. And I was holding on to something I thought I'd let go of years ago and something that I deemed as a failure. Um, but all along, it was something that I needed to experience that made me who I am. That's something I need, I needed to go through to be where I am now. Um, so I would say the one thing that I learned through the program was that I was, I needed to change my perspective. I needed to change how I thought about things why I placed limitations on things. I needed to change the way I talked about myself. Um, I had so many self-limiting conversations with myself that I didn't even know. Because I I never paused to sit still to think about the thoughts that I'm having and the conversations that I'm having in my head. It's always go, 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 go. Because if there's something to do, I'm not going to wait until tomorrow to do it. I'm one of those people, let's do it now. Let's tackle it now. Never just taking a moment just to sit still. And so the program for me gave me an opportunity on a weekly basis just to sit still and think about not just, you know, where I am in my career, but who I am as a person and what I'm saying to myself. That was the biggest thing that I took away from the program how I thought about myself, how I speak to myself. And now my conversations are so different. There are times where, yes, I do find myself, and I'll say this in air quotes, backsliding. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was talking with someone about that and um, someone very wise, and they said to me, well, how do you define success, right? Success is never just a straight line, right? It's always 
you know, there's no straight line to success. So even those times where you feel like you're going back, it's okay. And so extending myself the grace when I sometimes have those conversations or, or those thoughts um, is really important. But now I, at least I'm aware of it. Whereas before I had no idea. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I took away, just how I speak to myself, how I view myself and making sure that's in alignment with one, what God says about me and, and who I am. You said so much that was so good. Um, the one thing you said, uh, you had nothing to complain about. Yeah. And so we work with women who have it all. You have it all by the, the, the fantasy that you had, you know, you go to college, you'd be like, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna have these 2.5 children, I'm gonna, you know, have the great job. And so that doesn't mean that you're not suffering in silence. Right. You know, we we I was thinking this morning about how, you know, it's just being a quote unquote but public figure, whatever. Uh, but it's like people find whatever page or paragraph that I tell them a story. And I'm like, you're not looking at the whole story. I love my job. Right. I love <clears throat> the people that I work with, the people who work for me, the people, most of the people that I work for. I mean, we all run into some crazy people, but on a larger scale, I love what I did. That doesn't mean I wasn't suffering in it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I loved my job and, and how I showed up at work and all of the things that I had achieved. But that don't mean personally, I didn't feel like I was failing because how I felt on the inside wasn't matching that golden idol that I created of myself in my career on the outside. Right. So what advice do you have for women who have it all and they have nothing to complain about, but they're still suffering? That's a really good question. Um, one, I would say to know that it's okay um, to feel like you need some type of help, whatever that help looks like, or you need a program like this, right? It's okay. Um, I think that is the biggest thing, knowing that just because it looks a certain way, if, if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're not mm -hmm. feeling, you know, in a place where... Um, you are happy with yourself mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's okay to to raise your hand yeah it's okay to to seek help to seek support mm -hmm. um you know people have said this time and time again it gets it gets lonely sometimes right it gets lonely when you're at work and you're in a leadership position it gets lonely when you're yeah. you know taking care of you know your family and you feel mm -hmm. like you're the backbone and while everybody else is asleep, you're up still doing those check the boxes right off your to-do list. Mm -hmm. um, and it's okay to have support. I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Leadership is lonely, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leadership yeah. for women is lonely. Leadership for women of color is lonely. Leadership for black women, my God, it's, yeah. it's all caps lonely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about support. What, who was your coach? And then um, what was it like being in a group of other women? Yeah, so my coach was the amazing coach Raquel. Um, I really enjoyed working with her. I felt like, um, and I don't know if I ever, ever shared this with her, I felt like we're like-minded, we think the same. Um, she seems very practical, very no-nonsense, very analytical. Um, and I like that about her, but she's very warm as well. Um, 
and she'll tell you how it is in a nice way where, you know, you don't sugarcoat Christy at all. <laughs> um, but working with Raquel was a true joy. And I had a great cohort and um, I felt like it was the sisterhood that I never had. I grew up with a family of brothers. Um, I don't have sisters, but I immediately felt, um, I would say a connection to a few of the ladies. Some of their stories resonated with mine. And it was nice to hear that there were others who felt the same way, who felt like, you know, they needed someone to grab them up from the, the deep end of the pool to keep them from drowning. You know, I wasn't alone and I didn't feel like I had to hide anything about my experience because we were all suffering in some way from something. Um, and so that group cohort um, set up that, you know, this, this organization has is, is beneficial and I wouldn't have had it any other way. And it's nice to hear others too, because Coach Raquel is just one person, right? So to have other women who are going through and maybe in different spaces within their journey, um, see what you're going through, they can offer words of wisdom and counsel to you. And I had someone even tell me, I was struggling with you know, feeling as if I wasn't walking in my purpose. I didn't even know what my purpose was. Um, and one of the women, uh, her first name was Ebony. I won't give her last name, but her first name was Ebony and she's amazing. Um, you know, she gave me an imagery of the Billie Jean video with Michael Jackson and how he was stepping on each step that he stepped on, it then illuminated, right? So it was like, you don't, your next best step, you're walking in your purpose. Even if you don't know where that those steps are leading, you are walking in your purpose already. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you enjoy the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Money loves happy people and get live and on-demand insight so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path to living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. And that just, I lost it. Now, I think that was probably the third session. So you're going to cry in these sessions. And that, that third session, it got me because um, I felt lost. I felt lost. But now knowing that I don't, that my purpose is within me and that if I just keep praying, keep meditating, keep asking for um, and making sure that my spirit feels good about each step that I make in terms of being in alignment, um, I can't go wrong. And I'm already walking in my purpose. And so the group was an amazing, amazing part of this program. Yeah, I, I love the group because it shows you other women who are doing the exact same thing as you. So we think that high achieving women, you know, we, we think we think we're unique in our actions of how we got trapped <laughs> right. in having it all. And then suffering it and they can't tell anybody. You see other women, you be like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one who did that. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh no, we're we're this unique subset of women um, 
who have unique challenges that need to be addressed uniquely is 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 women and then you got ambitious women and high achieving women like i'm i'm just looking for that cluster of women because we are the ones who are suffocating in our high success and in our jimmy choose and we can't tell narrow not narrow person so all right so then what happened was because this is about being laid off right so, so where were you in the program um when you got when you got the the notice so i think my first group session was in july and the week before labor day um i was notified that my role was going to be eliminated essentially my role was moving to new york and i did have an opportunity to um you know move to new york but that really wasn't an option um for me because of you know my family is rooted here um, and so because of the program and because of the, the growth that I had experienced, the way that I approached or way, the way that I felt after getting that notification, I, about one to two days, it stung a little bit. I obviously, I'm, I don't want to sugarcoat that. Um, but after that, my mentality was graded on. Like I was excited because I've started living in a state of expectation that something great was going to happen to me and that greater was calling and that God had more for me on the other side of this. And so being in the group, you obviously have your group sessions, but aside from that, there are things that you do, whether it be your affirmations, whether you're journaling, whether you're taking long walks out the, outside, um, that you do for yourself to make sure you're feeding yourself positive um, words all day, every day. Um, for me, the thing that I started to do and make sure I did consistently was making time for prayer every morning, making time for also meditation. So those were my two things. But also the third thing was making time to feed myself with something positive. So whether it was Joe Osteen, whether it was listening to T.D. Jakes, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, whether it was Abraham Hicks or Dwayne uh, Dyer, it was listening to someone who had a different perspective and that was feeding me positive. Prior to this program, I was listening to the news. I would watch the news where I was listening to Forensic Files because I love that on HLN. I love a good crime, crime story. Um, and I stopped doing that. So when this happened, I was better positioned and I was stronger. My, my inner woman was stronger and ready to see what doors were about to swing open because I just knew, okay, this one closed, that just means my time is up. I have served my purpose in this role and God is getting ready to do something amazing. And so that's where I was. And I think that would have been very different had I not, I know this would have been a, a different experience had I not started this program when I was notified that my role was gonna be laid off. Well, look at God, because you got in just in time, baby, because that, that puff would have been done. <laughs> that, right. That was your last puff. I remember talking to you. I don't know if you were in a week later at Bumbley, and I was like, great. You know me. Oh, you got laid off? Great. Yeah. You bet not do nothing. And you was like, what? Right. <laughs> we right. always have to have a whole one-hour conversation on do nothing. So what, like, what does do nothing mean? Can yeah. you teach the saints? Because 
typically what happens when women are laid off, you freak out and then you now you panic and you're putting panic on top of you're already one puff away, right? You got one puff and now you're panicked, but you had, but it's one becoming aware of what resources you have. Yes. What, what the package is on the way out if you get one. And it's like really Tiffany becoming aware of the truth. Are you going to perish the next day, right? right? Are you going to perish if they tell you on Friday, Monday, you're going to lose your house and your car and, and they, and the social services gonna come take the kids because that's where your mind goes. If you're not in a positive state of mind, watching the news and, and watching forensic files. Right. So what, like what happened when you said, okay, right. You got the news. And then when I said do nothing, like how, what happened after that? Yeah. So do nothing for me. Um, well, I'll backtrack and say that the last time I was um, laid off from an organization, I would I would spend hours in front of the computer the next day applying for jobs, right? Going to interviews, putting my name in the hat for equal opportunity. Um, this time was a completely different experience. Do nothing for me meant I'm going to be still. I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to meditate. I'm going not to submit one application. I didn't put one feeler out there. I did have one conversation actually with a, um, a colleague of mine just to share with her, um, you know, what had happened. But aside from that, I didn't apply to one job. I didn't look for, I didn't go to any, you know, HR conferences trying to network. I didn't reach back out to people in my network. I just focused on praying, meditating, and, and also manifestation, right? I would think about what it is I really, really, really wanted in the next opportunity. And so in my mind, I had a list of what my must-haves were and what things I could negotiate on. Um, my list included, you know, a manager who was also an advocate, who also was a mentor, someone that wanted to groom me to be their successor, right? Um, I thought about the type of team I wanted to work for. Obviously, I had a compensation number in, head, in, in my mind. Um, I had a title in mind. So my be still was really, really do nothing except for focus on what I want. Think about that, get in alignment with that, and actually visualize what I want. That was my do nothing. I'm laughing because Myron over here in the comments talking about it's too long for me to post it. I thank God for her faith because my faith was wavering. <laughs> you know what? And yeah, and that's not a surprise to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I remember because you were sending the monthly as you're walking through it. Does that make sense? And and you know, I asked, like, what is the pressure from your family like in do nothing? Because there is a, you know, we we believe in divine order over here. We're just getting you positioned to to get what's already yours. Right. And so to I knew that there would be additional pressure for the family to be like, wait, what? You're not worried? Cause we gotta get this money. But you y'all, you had money, right? Like it's you needed a break. Yeah, I did. Point blank, period. I Tiffany did. needed a break. This was your reprieve. And if you 
didn't take that break, you get the next job. You were going to break in that job if you right. didn't take your break when you had it. Right. So, right. you know, we love you, Myron, but I was in her ear talking about, huh, don't, she gonna be, you're gonna be all right, girl. You're gonna be all right. Just you need to break so you don't break because yeah. the next level, if you're tired on this level and, and women are tired, worn out, crazy, you know, cigarette hanging out the corner of your Uncle Larry mouth, and, and then you get the next position, now you snap because you were, your foundation wasn't solid on this one. I did it. So I know what it looks like. I know what burnout sounds like. I know the cold language. I can look in your face. I can look at your LinkedIn profile. I can look at your pictures. I can tell burnout. I can hear it under whatever you say. I'm okay, y'all. That's all I hear. Y'all be like, you say, yes, I'm okay. I'm perfect. Everything is going. This is like here. I'm okay. Help. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what advice do you have for women who, you know, are who got laid off? And, um, and they're freaked out. Like, what advice do you have for them? What are two things that they could do today? Um, but I'll let you rock with that. And then I'm going to have mine. Yeah, I, I would say the first thing is think about what you would change in your, in your previous situation, right? What do you want to go into? Because um, I think it's clear. I, I believe things happen for a reason. They, they do. And I think you know, sometimes doors close because we're not willing to make a move. And I think my, my favorite quote, um, I do have a quote that I think shows an essence of me, but one of my favorite quotes is, don't ask God to direct your path if you're not willing to move your feet, right? So sometimes if you're not willing to move your feet, as gentlemanly as God is, he will close a door because he has something greater for you. Um, and for those who may not be believers, from a practical standpoint, I think it's important to think about what situation, the door that just closed and what it is you want to see in your next opportunity, whether that's your own, um, running your own company, whether that's another employer, think about and outline what you must have in order to feel valued in that next opportunity. And I wrote that down. To me, it was almost like, um, it was like, this is going to happen, right? This is what I want. and that is the first thing that I would say do. The second thing is, is that um, the being still piece, being still, and being still will look different for everyone else. Um, but for me, it's, it's taking stock of what it is you really, really want, what it is you enjoy and what it is you want and, and praying and meditating on it. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now, did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? <laughs> and did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video 
get this course, use it, and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. Thank you, ma'am. So I got my five. Yeah. Let me rock with it because I talk a lot of ish. It's great. Um, <clears throat> one, get clear on what you want, right? And a lot of times, Tiffany, I did it. That's how I know. That's how we, all this advice that we give is based off of what had happened. This ain't stuff that we read in the book because what we read in the book and what we read um, in, in fairy tales and leadership books from people who got PhDs in leadership and ain't never been a leader is not true. But anyway, so get clear on what you want. What kind, how do you want to feel in your job? Law of attraction is vibration and manifestation based on energy. Mm -hmm. And if you're just taking a job to take a job and you do desperate stuff, desperate women get tricked. Mm -hmm. And if you can't remember how great you are and you show up in an interview being dicey and how you see yourself and flickering through imposter syndrome, what they call it, which ain't even true, but whatever. But you're flickering in how you see yourself. They see somebody who's not confident, who got a million degrees, who got 15, 20 years of experience. She has no idea who she is and what she can do for us. I'm going to pick the person who's overly confident. <laughs> they can clearly articulate what they can do. Even if they lying, they can believe it. And so women continuously get mad again and again and again that lesser qualified people keep getting promoted over them and keep getting the opportunities that they should have had. But it's like, you don't believe in yourself. I see who you see. Right. If you're afraid, I'm afraid. <laughs> if you dicey on how you see yourself, I'm dicey about how I see you. You can't be on my team back and dicey. Right. And the last thing is, um, believe in eager expectation. If you keep being told that you're overqualified, that means that you're overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like women get mad when they say five jobs told me I was overqualified. Get off the ground with the chickens and get it to the sky with the eagles. Eagle. That's right. Apply for two levels up. Mm -hmm. If you're overqualified, you keep getting told that there is an indicator here of you don't belong there. You belong two levels up because you're going to create a toxic work environment for yourself because you're just taking stuff out of being desperate and desperate people do desperate ish and then desperate women get caught in these toxic work environments and then you blaming other people for it so uh what are your five must-haves what do you what must you have in a job like write the number down and make it plain and write money down don't be playing with i just need some money write down how much um, and then what are your four deal breakers? You should have deal breakers. And then what are your, your four negotiables? What are you willing to negotiate on? What do you be like? Well, I ain't trying to come into the office. I want hundred percent remote. All right. Well, I come into the office three days a month. You're going to pay me three twenty five and give me unlimited PTO. Does that make sense? Right. Five weeks vacation. I'll be willing to come into the office three days a month. <laughs> <laughs> so get clear on what you want. It's like you're standing you're waiting in Chick-fil-A for somebody to bring you something that you have not ordered. Right. You're in Chick-fil-A, Tiffany. I'm gonna let this go because this would be a this would be a whole podcast. You in Chick-fil-A waiting for Starbucks. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. You didn't, you didn't. Hello. Right. That's my precursor to my event. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off of that. This is how I hit you with Tiffany. So let me come back in. But it's like 
if you have no expectation, but you know, but Tiffany, they know they want that coffee though. They mm -hmm. know they want that caramel macchiato with, with, with the um, with the oatmeal and the crunchies on the bottom, shake it and not stirred with two pumps of espresso in it. So they know what they want, but you're standing with Chick-fil-A talking about, I hope the people come over here and start to get me. Not gonna happen. Write the vision, make it plain. All right, so back in here. I, I do, I'd like to talk about Chick-fil-A. I ain't had it in two years. I fantasize about it, but anyway. Really good. Oh, pescatarian, I know. So I'm like, Tiffany, what, um, what advice do you have for women who are, who are burning out? who they got one puff left what are two things that they could do today to be able to um to, to come out of that i think one of the biggest things um for me and i've heard other um conversations you've had with with moms is don't be afraid to outsource um as as a as a mom to two young children um i thought i had to do it all right i thought that's what a good mom does a mom does their hair does you know picks out all their clothes does you know everything for them that's a great doting mother um we recently found a hair salon <laughs> that does young children's hair and they braid and they do so great that is something and i thought that was a way that we would bond i'm like me and my daughters i'm gonna do their hair every sunday night i'm gonna learn how to braid and get on youtube no that didn't happen but we did find a wonderful, wonderful salon that's only for kids. And they braid, the hair lasts a good six weeks, and then we take them back. So don't be afraid to outsource things that are bogging your time that don't add any value to your family. Um, one even might even be um, folding clothes. I don't fold clothes anymore. I have a pile <laughs> of clothes that need to be folded. I just put them in a nice little box and when I need to go in and get what I need, I do it. Um, so outsourcing is the biggest thing. Um, think about what you can outsource, whether it be a household chore, um, anything. Get something off your plate. And two, to say that you don't have time for something uh, is, is inaccurate. We all make time to do the things that we want to do. And Coach Markell said, you have to be accountable to yourself first. So start even small. Think about one thing that you can do to, you know, something that you've enjoyed, whether it was reading a book, whether it's, you know, watching Netflix movies or a favorite show that you used to watch that you can no longer keep up with or going out for long walks or doing yoga. You know, maybe you used to do yoga five days a week or three days a week. Maybe now you can only do it one day a week. Take one thing that it is that you can do um, for yourself uh, that gives you peace or a moment to be still and do that one thing, whether you do it once a week or once a month, whatever it is, stick to it. Because nobody can save you but you. As much as I love working with you, Christy, you know that we have to do the work. As much as I enjoyed the conversations with the group of women, with Coach Raquel, once the camera goes off after that one hour week, you have a choice. You can do the work or you cannot do the work. And if you don't do the work, you're going to still get the same result and keep complaining about the same things you've been complaining about that led you here to the first place. But then you're going to be out some money on top of that and you're going to have to do it again. So be accountable to yourself. Pick one thing for yourself to do for you 
that's going to give you that breath of fresh air to breathe, to hopefully take you to a place of just doing to being and getting into alignment with what it is that you're here for. Um, so those would be my two pieces of advice, outsource and accountability. Yeah, I, I love that outsource piece because I remember, and I do want to talk about how you're showing up in your, in your, in your new role. Um, we, we don't have time to work out Tiffany for 30 minutes, but we work in 80 hours a week. <laughs> right. right. We don't have five minutes to sit down and breathe, but we, but we on the phone complaining about how we hate our life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to think about some of the conversations that you were accustomed to having. And once you became clear on it, I'm not talking about that anymore. And you were like, to be, to be the doting perfect mom, I have to comb my kids' hair and fold right. their clothes. You know, kids got a million tiny socks, right? Yeah. So it, <laughs> I, I have to do, I have to be everything, wash the dishes, wash the clothes, fold the clothes, put the clothes up. Then you're mad at your husband because they yeah. ain't and, and that's the whole thing. And, and they're like, you don't have to do that. It doesn't, right. uh, a, a laundry service, having that lady braid your hair, braid your kids' hair for six weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to wake up every day to do that. And, and they don't love you any less. If anything, how has, uh, I would say, how has the relationship with your family changed since you you got your mom back right? How, how, how do you show up differently as a mom and a wife when you, made yourself a priority mama. How did that change? Um, I feel like I'm a little easy. Uh, hopefully Myron won't comment and say something different. Um, but I feel like I'm a little more easy. Um, you know, with my girls, what I also noticed is, you know, before starting the program, I was a little short with them. And I think I'm putting it a little mildly, but I was a little short, especially with the oldest. You know, she just turned five. And I was talking to her like she was 15. I'm like, you are five, you're four, you should be doing this. I'm like, wait, she's she's still kind of a baby. So she still needs your help, right? Um, so I think just it softened me up with my girls. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things because I'm not as tense. Um, and I would say the other way that it shows up is I do for me now without asking. So if there were another coaching opportunity or an opportunity for a retreat, I'm most likely going to tell Myron about it versus ask him about it, right? I do want us to be on the same page with anything that's a big investment because we are one. So it's not like I can do me and it doesn't matter. He'll have to get with it. I don't operate that way. But if there's something I know that I want to do, I'm not going to wait to do it because it's one, not promised tomorrow that I can do it. And three, I know what I need. And so being clear about what I need and not hesitating to pull triggers is probably going to be, it's it's probably the biggest thing that I've seen change um, for me, the prioritization in in myself and being softer towards, towards my girls. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. So last two questions. Yep. What's, what's the continuation of the story of the layoff? Because we forgot the big yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, it, it was, I was notified that my role was going to be eliminated. It was. So that role currently does not exist. Um, but while I sat back and I never stopped working, my workflow just significantly decreased. 
because there was someone else doing the work who had been hired in New York to support those clients. Um, but my workload significantly decreased. Hey, Chrissy Rose over here inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on-demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. I had about 60 days of notice before my role was going to stop and I would then go on severance. Before that 60 days was up, my then manager asked me if I wanted to work on a project um, with one of our partners, internal partners within the organization. That then would allow me to remain on payroll. So I never came off payroll because while I was working on that project, someone resigned within the organization and um, I raised my hand for that opportunity. And I prayed for uh, an interview process that was straightforward, that was um, not, you know, multiple layers and that was short, got that. And I started in my new role in mid-February. And so my layoff story wasn't a complete layoff because I, I never came off payroll. But my workload significantly decreased enough to where I was able to still prioritize, focus on me, um, and get in alignment and get myself right for the next opportunity. And when I tell you, Christy, I feel like I'm a different person walking in this new role. Um, I am, and I'm going to use the words of Denise, one of your clients as well. She said this in her interview and it's always stuck with me. I feel like one, I am yes, walking in my purpose, but I also am walking in my power. I, I don't feel as if I am a meek, mild, like I'm, I'm so, I am grateful to be where I am but I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. And this opportunity that I'm in right now was for me and is for me. And so that's why I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. Like this wasn't nobody's opportunity. Everybody else had applied for it. I think they're amazing. Um, I don't even know who else applied for it. I just know that I'm here. It was a, a role that uh, I think others would love to be in, but I am blessed to be in it and I give 100% every day, but I know that this is the role that God had carved out for me and I'm here. And so I'm grateful to be here. And so all that to say, I never came off payroll. I never rolled off, but I stayed positive and I kept waiting every day to see God's best show up in my life. And so having that Living in expectancy on a daily basis comes from sitting still, comes from getting in alignment with what it is that you want, comes from knowing, um, you know, who you are and whose you are. And I started to really believe that by feeding myself those positive 
um, words from multiple sources. And every day I said to myself, everything is always working out for me. And if you're an Abraham Hicks fan, you know, she has that rampage. Everything is always working out for me. Everything always works out for my good. And if you're scriptural, you know the scripture. Everything works out for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I said that every day. And this is what manifested. All things work together for my good. Oh, I was never in the choir. He's intentional. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I like to prove myself right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It seems counterintuitive to want to sit still, right? After that kind of notice. Yeah. myself right. Um, and it's not ego. No. Because a lot of times when people try to prove me wrong or prove themselves right, it's typically in the negative. I'm like, man, get up. <laughs> you know, or there is going to be something greater waiting for you, but you need to break. You be like, what? Take a break. How? Let me draw on a piece of paper how to take a break. You bet not do nothing. Right. Um, so what advice? So I, I want to let y'all know if Tiffany has blessed y'all today, put it in the comments so I can show her because before we got on the phone, uh had started, she was like, I just want to reach one person. So uh if we reach one person and hit y'all in the head to let you know that all things work together, but you can't fall into being hopeless. You have to be in positive expectation and set the intention for what you want and what you deserve and not, oh, I, I just got to take something at half of my salary because I'm desperate. It's like, no, this is the time to now reevaluate. And you've always been overworked, underpaid, overlooked. It's like start to define how you want to feel and how much money you want to make and then believe that it can happen for you and then get out of the way. So what advice do you have for women, Tiffany, who are considering working with us over here at Visionphonic International? What advice do you have for them? Pull the trigger. That's the first thing I would say is pull the trigger. Um, working with, I mean, Christy, you are walking in your calling. You are walking in your purpose. Um, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Coach Raquel. I'm grateful for your entire team. Um, because without you, uh, there would be a multitude of us still probably out there trying to figure out what it is we, we, we need and what we want to do. <laughs> um, but I would say if, if you don't, if you think that you need someone, if you think that you need a group, if you think that you are alone, how about that? If you think that you are alone, this program will show you that you're not. And if you do the work on yourself first to help either shift your perspective um, or help you think about things in just a different way, um, help you prioritize, um, whatever the case may be, it starts with you first. And do the work for you and you will see results. You will see results. All right. Thank you, ma'am. So y'all can join me tomorrow for my event. If y'all are on my podcast listening, y'all better check the dates on it. But you can go to levelupwithchristy.com. I just had the banner scrolling across. I'll put it in the chat. But, you know, <clears throat> I think, Tiffany, the, the biggest thing and, and the reason why I do this podcast and the reason why I do everything that I do is like my goal is to get women to understand that 
we can have whatever it is that we want, but we have to slow down long enough to be able to one, acknowledge where we are, two, take care of ourselves, and then three, get into the position and let God do the rest. Mm -hmm. So how can God show up if you in the way? How, how can how can God show up and, and give you what you never even asked for mm -hmm. and never expected? So don't self-sabotage. Um, just know that you deserve more and that you shall have it. So Byron over here gassing you up. He says she modest and humble, but very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, y'all. Well, y'all have a great weekend. And go again, go to levelupwithchristy.com where y'all can get my uh insight at no cost at changenowwithchristy.com, get my case study and learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree. Stop getting all these degrees. Mm -hmm. So with that, don't hang up, Tiffany. Take care, y'all. Have a great weekend. God bless.